welcome, and we hope that this is a day that you can celebrate with us. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. For life, O Lord, we give you thanks. We give you thanks this day, especially for the lives of these graduates. Give them strength, give them courage, give them a vision of the persons you have redeemed them to be. Endow them with the grace of kindness and compassion. Enrich them with Christian endurance when generous service wearies them. Awaken their minds to the wholesome of your creation. Grant that they may remain curious about the nature of things and that their daily inquiries may reveal to them your presence. Grant us the grace to unite with them in the body of Christ, heeding together Christ's call to lives of service and praise. Bind our hearts in Christian love. Unite us by your spirit wherever the enterprise of life takes us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You will find the words um, in your order of service for our first hymn. And also, um, I think the words will be on the screen. So if you would, please stand and join in singing. something with me today, a little sentimental, but it's a little small too. But I want you to look right there at all those handsome and pretty ladies and gentlemen. At one time, they might have worn this, but something happened to them between this, it was my son's grady, it's got Matthew written on it. At one time, they were all this little. And look at them now. How did they get there? What did they do to get from this tiny nursery school graduation to that cap and gown and the honor that many of them have already been bestowed? But then some of them have still got to walk the line in several weeks. They grew. They grew from a small child to a handsome, beautiful young lady or gentleman. But they're not finished either. God has fed them, 
taken care of them, watched over them, and they have trusted him to lead them where he wanted them to go. Just like he does with you guys. Just like he will in the coming weeks as you take tests and you dread that day. When you get up on May 30th and 31st and you say, dear God, please take care of me. Please be with me and give me peace. That's what this group has done. Many of them I've known since they were small, since they were youth, since they were children. And it's with pride that I know that they are walking with God, that they have learned to trust Him as we are learning to trust Him, as we are learning to pray, to talk to God, to walk with God. So as we look at them and we look at you and we look at the people in this church who still walk with God, we don't stop walking just because we finish this gown or we finish that gown. We walk with God every day. We talk to God, we listen to God, and we follow God's instructions. That's how we become the people we need to be, the people that God loves and protects. And it doesn't matter what your storm is, what you're going through, we've learned from children to graduates to adults that God sits on our shoulder and He takes care of us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as we look upon these graduates, we look upon the steps that they're getting ready to stay, take. We look upon our children and the steps that they take to reach where these kids are now. Protect us, Lord. Protect them. Be with them, Lord, so that they learn to listen, that they learn to follow, and they know that no matter what, you walk with them. We bless these kids, we bless these graduates, we bless this church and their families. And it's through your son, Jesus, that we say thank you and amen. Morning, graduates. Morning, everyone. If you are here today and you're here for the first time, I would love the opportunity to meet with you uh, just briefly after the service and get to know you and um, answer any questions that you may have about Boiling Springs Baptist, but uh, I'll be in the vestibule following the service and would love to have that opportunity to do so. Before I pray, I want to mention a couple things. One is, as we are quickly moving into the summer months and knowing that some of you may uh, be on vacation or be enjoying other opportunities that you may have this summer, just be mindful of the ministries of Bowling Springs Baptist Church. Our ministries in many ways pick up in the summer months with our children and with our youth and uh, your faithful support of the ministries here at Bowling Springs allows us to do what we feel God has called us to do. Uh, we do have online giving now that is uh, people are participating in each week. And so just want to mention that as we move into these important summer months. Also tonight, many of you may have heard there's a little thing called a fish fry that's happening tonight at six o'clock that benefits our Guatemala mission team. Many of you have purchased tickets. If you have not purchased tickets, uh, despite what went out this week, we have purchased more items and we are prepared uh, for more people this evening. Over 200 tickets have been sold, but we have enough food, we believe, for 300 people. But I would encourage you to come earlier rather than later. I can't promise anything if you come late, uh, which means with that number of people that you may be waiting in line for a little while. And so just be patient with us. But we are excited and we want to say thanks uh, for your overwhelming support of, of this mission effort. And a big thanks to Jason Hamrick and his crew of guys uh, that are helping uh, to cook the fish and all that this evening. So we're excited about that and encourage you to please come this afternoon. There'll be a tent. Come to the tent, check in, and then we'll direct you whether you've got a to-go order or dine in, and, and we'll, we'll send you in the right direction. As we move into prayer time this morning, first of all, we um, praise God for our graduates that are before us and for their families that are here this morning. Um, you did not arrive here alone. You guys have done a lot of the work, but you've had a lot of support. You've had family, you've had friends, you've had a community, uh, coaches and teachers that have rallied behind you. And so we rejoice with you and your families this morning. And uh, we just praise God and thank God for each of you. 
We also want to remember some prayer concerns uh, that we have. Betsy uh, let us know just a short time ago that she is now on her way to Raleigh. Her mom uh, needed to, to go to Wake Medical this morning. And so we want to be in prayer for not only Betsy and Traveling Mercies, but also for her mom as she undergoes some assessments and things at the hospital this morning. We want to remember Jeremiah Hamby and Mariah Case who are on their way at this moment to Nairobi, Kenya. And uh, we want to remember them and the team that they are with. Pray for traveling, traveling mercies. Also this week, we've had some that have undergone some difficult news. And we want to remember Jane Surratt in the coming weeks and months ahead as she has been diagnosed with lung cancer. And uh, Jane, we love you. We're praying for you. And um, we're uh, uh, here for you during this difficult time. We also want to remember David Gordon, who uh, found out this week that he will be most likely undergoing bypass surgery late this week. And so, Dave, we love you and, and uh, here for you, and we'll be praying for you as you uh, prepare um, for these coming days and this, for this surgery. We also want to remember those who are grieving, uh, Charles Stroud and also uh, Cheryl Daves, in the passing of Ken this week. Uh, our hearts are with them, and uh, may, we, may they feel the love uh, not only from the Father, but also from each of us uh, during this very difficult time. Will you join me now in prayer? <clears throat> God, we come to you today in a spirit of celebration for each of these graduates. We rejoice with them and their families in this occasion. Lord, their hard work, their late nights are now being celebrated with the sweet taste of accomplishment. We thank you for the sacrifices made by not only the graduates, but by family and others. Help these graduates to remember that they do not arrive here alone, but Lord, we're thankful for family, for teachers, coaches, mentors, and others who have helped them get to the place where they are today. As this chapter closes and a new one begins, help these graduates to recommit their lives to you as they begin a new journey. Fill their mind with your thoughts, their bodies with your strength, and their hearts with your dreams that they might eternally love and serve you this day and each day ahead. God, we also come to you today with hearts that are sad, hearts that are grieving for those whom we've lost and for those who have received difficult news. We pray for your healing touch and for your strength for Jane Surratt, for Dave Gordon. We pray that you would continue to comfort Charles Stroud and Cheryl Daves we ask this morning that you bless the songs, the prayers, the words spoken, your word as it is read and preached. Bless Alan as he preaches today. Father, uh, may the words of his mouth and the meditation of his heart be pleasing in your sight. God, we're thankful that you are our good shepherd and that you walk with us in the midst of times of celebration and in the midst of sorrows as well. Lord, we love you and we commit this time to you. May the things that we do and say in this place today bring you honor and glory. And it's in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, we pray. Amen. I don't want to hear anymore. Teach me to listen. I don't want to see anymore. Give me a vision that you could fire so bright the whole world can see that there's something different so come and be Is it 
special day and we are excited to honor and to celebrate these graduates. I would invite our graduates to make their way up here this morning. We are going to give them an opportunity to come and to share with you uh, some of their experience and some of their plans for the future. Um, and so we look forward to celebrating them today at this time um, as well as through the rest of our service. So if you will make your way up one at a time and, and share briefly with the congregation, Madison Latham. Hi, I'm Madison and my parents are Mark and Amber Latham. I graduated from Gardner-Webb with a degree in nursing. And next is my boards, NCLEX, and then start my career. So thanks. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elizabeth Pack, and this is the third time I've graduated, uh, and the final time I have graduated. Uh, I got a doctorate in adult and community uh, college education at North Carolina State University. My mother, Shirley Bridges, is there in the audience, and many of you probably remember Troy and Lillian Bridges, my grandparents, and all those wonderful Bridgeses um, that have come and gone and gone on to glory. As far as what is next, uh, whatever God has planned for me is what's next, and I just hope that I can do His will. Thank you. Good morning, y'all. I'm Kelsey Stroud. Y'all probably know me as uh, one of the Stroud twins. My parents are uh, Alan and Sherry Stroud, and I'm the granddaughter of Bill Stroud. Um, I just graduated from UNC Chapel Hill. Go Heels. And um, I just graduated. There we go. <laughs> and I just graduated with a degree in nursing, and I'm going to begin um, as an emergency department nurse there at UNC Chapel Hill. Thank you. Hi everybody, I'm Chris Ann. I'm the daughter of Chris and Jody Tipton. Um, I just graduated from the University of Tennessee Knoxville and University of Tennessee Health Science Center. Um, I got a Bachelor of Science in Audiology and Speech Pathology and in the fall I'm going to go on to get my master's degree at Radford University in Radford, Virginia. Go Vols! <laughs> 
My name is Abby Whitaker. I'm the daughter of Tom and Anna Whitaker. Just graduated with my Master's of Science in Agricultural and Extension Education. As far as what's next, I'll be working over the summer for a strawberry researcher and seeking employment as an extension agent. Thank you. Congratulations to all of our college graduates who are here with us today. This is a wonderful accomplishment. Up next, we, we recognize our high school graduates, and we have a very special treat for you up on the screen as they make their way up. So we will uh, start with Clay Bryson. I really don't want to see his picture. But. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I'm Clay Bryson. My dad's Buster, my mom's Elena. And we'll be graduating Crest in a couple weeks. I plan to go to UNC Charlotte and do engineering so I do not have to go to Buster Bryson Plumbing School. <laughs> um, I'm Patrick Knight. My parents are Michael and Beth Knight. And I'm graduating from Crest and I'm going to App State University. Good morning. I'm Max Cudd. I'm graduating from Crest High School. I don't really know where I want to go yet, so I'm going to leave that up to God. Uh, I'm Christian Dimsdale, graduating from Crest High School, and I'm with Max. I don't really know what I'm going to do yet either, so thank you. I'm Megan Green. I'm the daughter of Heather and Jonathan Green and the granddaughter of Tommy and Connie Green. And I'll be going to Gardner-Webb and studying nursing. And I'm going to graduate from Crest High School in a couple of weeks. Thank you. I'm Alex Hastings. My parents are Donnie and Catherine Hastings. And Grandma is Teresa and Betty Hastings. And I'll be attending Catawba Valley Community College. I'm uh, Thomas Manning, and uh, my parents are Beth and Noel Manning. My grandparents are Bob and Ray Lamb, and uh, I've already graduated in high school. I'm homeschooled, so uh, yeah, graduated early. They've still got a couple more weeks, but yeah. Um, and I'm going to be attending Gardner-Webb University and uh, majoring in communications. I'm Gibson Nolan, son of Pam and Jamie Nolan. I graduated from Crest and I'm going to CCC. Don't really know what I'm going to do. I'm Haley Shealy. I'm graduating from Shelby High School. Go Lions! And I plan on attending UNC Charlotte and I plan on majoring in nursing. Oh, and my parents are Paul and Terry Huggins. <laughs> I'm JT Strap. My parents are Rusty and Karen Strap. I'm going to be graduating from Crest here in a couple weeks, and I'm going to Clemson. Go Tigers. I'm T. Williams. I'll be graduating from Crest High School, and I'll be attending Catawba Valley Community College to study turf management. Let's give one big congratulations to these graduates. Our hymn is number 658, Let Your Heart Be Broken, 658. If you are able, please stand and join in singing.
morning. I'm going to read a few verses from Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Part of the reason we give is to support the ministry of the church and further the kingdom of God. Today, I wanted to highlight a ministry within our church that has meant a lot to me as a student in the time I've been a member here. The care ministry has been a big encourager for me, sending cards on my birthday or during finals week to remind me that I have a heavenly father and a church family watching over me. So thank you to those men and women who offer their time and resources to this ministry. Let us pray. God, I thank you that we are all able to gather together today. Lord, I pray that you bless this church in this offering. As we leave here today, let us be an example to others and show love like you show love to us. I pray that you lead, guide, and protect us. It is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. It's your breath and not 
I'm going to be reading out of Matthew 9, verse 35 through 38. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like a sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Okay, parents, family, church members, if you don't have tears this morning, I won't either. But if you start crying, I probably will too. We are so glad that everybody has come to join us for Graduate Sunday. We want to give a special congratulations to these graduates. Uh, this is a wonderful accomplishment. I was telling Abby this morning, the first year that I was here for Graduate Sunday, I was a college graduate, as was Abby. And here she is again. Well, I still have another year and a half left in my master's degree, and so I'm just counting down the days. But this is, this is a wonderful accomplishment for all of you. Uh, congratulations, this is truly a wonderful time. But also, congratulations are in order for the family. Um, for many of you, you are finally getting your children out of the house, and that's exciting. Uh, for some of you, um, maybe not so exciting. Um, but you are certainly a huge part of this accomplishment through your support, your prayers, and your love. And for that we say congratulations, and we are so glad that you are here. We look forward to continuing our time of celebration together uh, through the meal following our service. Um, and so we look forward to that and to getting to talk to you a little more. I know some of you better than others, um, some of you high school graduates I've had the pleasure of knowing for a couple years now, and there are some of you that I just can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You all have such a special place in my heart. You guys are fun, challenging, <laughs> but you are such a special part of our lives. Today, I want to thank JT for reading scripture this morning. Thank you, Chris Ann, for leading us in worship earlier. Lindy, beautiful as always. We thank you for your leadership today. Thank you, June Hobbs, for, for being here today and for leading us in our music. And many others, our uh, parents of our juniors in high school have prepared the meal for the graduates and their families today, and they have done a great job in doing that. And so we thank them uh, for their leadership today as well. But thank you, JT, for reading what you, wed what you read today. Weight Watchers is a well-known weight loss program that maybe some of you have uh, been a part of before, um, but my mom and my sister are currently uh, doing Weight Watchers and are very successful in, in what they're doing. They have both lost a considerable amount of weight since the start of the year, and many of you may be familiar with Weight Watchers, uh, but one of their slogans, one of the things that they consider to be one of their mission statements is Know Your Why, and that's the title of our message today, Know Your Why. I uh, chose this passage of scripture today in Matthew because I believe that what we have here is perhaps, at least in part, Jesus's why. Jesus's reason for ministry can be found here in Matthew chapter nine, verses 35 through 38. Let me uh, read through this one more time. Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, 
like sheep without a shepherd. So here in this short passage of scripture, we see at least in part, Jesus's why for ministry. Jesus was a teacher, Jesus was a healer, and perhaps most importantly, Jesus showed compassion and love for the people. This is perhaps best shown later in the Gospel of Matthew, and this can be found in any Gospel uh, book, but in Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, is a very well-known and familiar story. This is the story of Jesus feeding the multitude. But there's a very important part at the beginning of this story, and this is what it says in Matthew 14, verses 13 through 14. So this is right after Jesus has learned about the death of John the Baptist. Now John the Baptist was Jesus's cousin by family, but he was also one of Jesus's closest allies and the person who baptized Jesus. So this has got to be a very um, trying time in the life of Jesus. He's probably tired, he's probably frustrated, he's probably upset. So this is what we find in Matthew 14, verses 13 through 14. As soon as Jesus heard the news that is about John the Baptist, he left in a boat to a remote area to be alone. But the crowds heard where he was headed and followed on foot from many towns. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Now, I don't know about you, but I am sure for me, if I was in this situation and I had just lost a loved one and I was tired and frustrated and angry, the last thing I would want to do is have a big crowd following me around. And if I had a big crowd following me around, which I don't know why they would do that, but if I did, the last thing I would want to do is show them compassion and love. And this is exactly who Jesus is. Jesus' why for ministry was love and compassion. I was introduced to this concept of why and the importance of why through a TED Talk. I don't know if any of you are familiar with TED Talks, but there is a man named Simon Sinek who is an author. He's a British author and motivational speaker. And in this TED Talk that he gives, it's called um, Start With Why. And he wrote a book, he's wrote many books, and one of them was one that he wrote back in the late 2000s um, called Start With Why and he's all about this idea, and what he says in his TED Talk is that people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. For example, everybody, at least most everybody, has one of these, an iPhone, an Apple product. You may have a Mac or uh, an, an iPad um, or an iPod. Do they still make those? Do they still do iPods? No, I don't know. Um, but many of you have some sort of Apple product. Apple's slogan, some of you may know it, is think different. Think different. You see, what, if you really start to think about it, what separates Apple from any other computer company? They have the same technology, they have the same resources, they have the same minds that make their products, yet Apple tends to be far more successful than any other computer or technology company. What's the difference? It's their slogan. You see, when in marketing, if someone is trying to sell you something and they say, hey, we have great computers that run this program and this program and this program and you can do this and that. Well, Dell and, and all these other computer companies can do the exact same thing. So what is it about Apple that makes them so special? When you flip it and you start with why, the marketing tactic becomes much more powerful. Hey, do you want to think differently? Then boy, do we have a product for you. 
There's a certain power, there's a certain empowerment that comes with that kind of marketing and that's what has made Apple so successful. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. One more example is with the Wright brothers, the the first people to fly. You see, they had this vision. They had this why. They knew that if they could figure out flight, it would change the course of the world. At the same time, there was a man in another country that was a millionaire, and he was trying to figure out flight just like the Wright brothers were. And he had all the resources, the technology, he had all the smarts, he knew what he was doing. But you see, he didn't care about the idea of changing the world, he wanted the money, he wanted the profit. And that's shown by the fact that as soon as the Wright brothers figured out flight, the very day that the Wright brothers took off in the air, that man quit. He quit his pursuit of flight, not because it wasn't because of his vision or his passion, it wasn't because of his why, it was because he wanted the profit. People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Your why is so important. Your passion, your vision. Graduates, what is your why? In this next step of your life, what is your mission? And what is your vision? You have to know your why. You have to know your vision in order to complete your mission. You see, Jesus' mission on earth is perhaps the story of the cross, the death, the resurrection, the salvation for humanity. And you see, what we see here in this story of Jesus feeding the 5,000, it was never about the mission. It was about the vision. And the way that the mission was accomplished is because Jesus never lost sight of the compassion and the love for humanity. Graduates, I pray and I hope for each of us that as you graduate and as you go into this new phase of life, whether it be college, whether it be a job hunt, whatever the future may hold for you, You have to know your vision in order to complete your mission. What is your why? Congregates, what is your why? All of us can ask ourselves this question in a variety of areas of life. Professionally, what is your why? Personally, what is your why? Relationally, what is your why? Spiritually, what is your why? What is your vision? What is it that motivates you? One of the tools that Weight Watchers uses that I mentioned earlier, they have a a big community that, that shares with one another about the challenges and the difficulties of losing weight and, and the, the, the long journey that that is. And the reason that they use the slogan, know your why, is because it's a motivation. That when you've gotten down and you think, I can't do this anymore, I'm just going to quit, I'm just going to give in, you know your why and that's what keeps you going. You have to know your vision in order to complete your mission. Church. As Boiling Springs Baptist Church, what is our why? We, like almost any other church in this area or around the country, are a busy church full of activities and events. Much of what we do as a church body is meaningful and it's important. However, could it be possible that our church body as a whole has become more focused on what we do than why we do it.
Effective ministry as a branch of the church of Christ is not based on programs, dates, or traditions. Effective ministry at Boiling Springs Baptist Church can only be present if we always, constantly, start with why. I'll say it again, we have to know our vision in order to complete our mission. Christians, finally, as a follower of Jesus, what is our why? At the royal wedding yesterday that some of you may have uh, woken up extremely early to watch and some of you may not care anything about, there was an incredible homily given by Bishop Michael Curry entitled The Power of Love. Many of you may have read or even watched part of his remarkable sermon, but I want to read to you a quote from Bishop Curry's homily yesterday. When love is the way, unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive, when love is the way, then no child would go to bed hungry in this world ever again when love is the way. We will let justice roll down like a mighty stream and righteousness like an ever-flowing brook. When love is the way, poverty will become history. When love is the way, the earth will become a sanctuary. When love is the way, we will lay down our swords and shields down by the riverside to study war no more. When love is the way, there's plenty good room. Plenty good room for all of God's children. In John 13, verse 35, Jesus pretty plainly tells us the why of being a Christian is love. Jesus says in John 13, 35, by your love for one another, the world will know that you are my disciples. The world will know that we are disciples of Jesus by the way that we love one another. The world will not know of our Christian values by our clothing, our Facebook posts, our cross necklaces, or our evangelistic tendencies. The Christian vision, the Christian why is and has to be love. I leave you today with a challenge. I was introduced to this concept at the CBF North Carolina event that took place a few months ago. My, my challenge for, for each of us today is to come up with your very own personal why poem. I had our youth do this a couple weeks ago. A why poem is a simple four word poem that consists of a verb, a noun, a preposition, and a noun. And your why poem explains your why, your vision, your passion. And you can do this for any area of life that you wish. For example, if I had to give myself a why poem, it would be creating atmospheres of love. That's my, my why poem as a Christian, as a minister, as a person. My challenge to each of us today is to think, what is your why poem? What is your vision? What is your passion? As a graduate, as a church member, as a Christian, what is your why. Our God, we come to you today with celebration, with excitement, with joy,
with nerves. God, we celebrate these graduates. It is no small accomplishment at high school or college or master's or doctorate. God, we have accomplished great things. But Lord, it is by no power of our own. Our accomplishments are only possible because of you, because of your grace, because of your mercy, because of your compassion and your love. Lord, our hearts hurt this morning for the people of Texas who lost children, loved ones, because of a senseless tragedy. We pray for peace. We pray for understanding. But Lord, we we pray also that our thoughts and prayers may not be the end of it, but that we may accomplish good, that we may accomplish compassion and love that you speak of and that you showed through your life and through your ministry. Lord, we, we pray for clarity. We pray for vision for our own lives, for the lives of our church. We pray for a why. Lord, we are grateful for this opportunity to be here today. And we pray that we would seek your will and your plan for our lives each day and not our own. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray, amen. If you are here today and you would like to offer a prayer, if you would like words of encouragement, if you have never committed your life to following Jesus, if you desire to be a member of this congregation, uh, we invite you to do those things today. I will be down front and I would love the opportunity to pray with you, to speak with you. We have other members of our staff who are around who would be happy to do the same as well. We are glad that you are here today and we hope that the Lord has spoken to each of us in a very unique and in a very real way. We invite all of you to stand as we sing hymn number 490.
Thank you once again to everyone who led in worship today. Thank you to the graduates for being here. We celebrate you. We worship with you. We are excited with you as a church family. As you go, as you leave, as you go to new phases, to new chapters of life, Boiling Springs Baptist Church seeks and desires to show you love, compassion, to nurture you, as this church has for many of you for years. We hope to continue to do that in this next phase of life. Our choir will close our worship today with benediction.